For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Welcome back to another special edition of Around the 717. We are pleased to bring with you another Lancaster County Hall of Fame inductee, Miss Kim Glass. Hey. Well, Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time. Now, let's catch us up to speed. What have you been up to? Really, um, just trying to get back on track right now, you know? They you know, got a little knocked off course, and um, so just trying to, you know, go back to my, I'm back to my training of my clients, which I train out of people's homes. Um, before the pandemic, I was going on tour with clients as well. So doing that, um, working on some other things, but I'm going to wait until they're actually finished to talk about them. Um, and, you know, really just trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, uh, everything that's happened uh, to me, like with the attack downtown. So, and, and just trying to really figure it all out. And then also, you know, sometimes you heal a lot on the outside, but you have to work on more on the inside. So I'm really been trying to take this time out for me, but it's, I haven't really slowed down yet. So I'm hoping that, you know, after this next week, I'll, I'll be able to really slow down and just focus on my business and creating things and getting things I want off the ground and um, kind of focusing inward. Definitely. I like, that. I, like I said beforehand, uh, we're definitely, our thoughts and prayers are, were uh, definitely with you doing that traumatic experience you. you had to go through that was crazy yeah uh, you, our, our, our seven your uh, 717 family was definitely in your back thank you, you. <laughs> Absolutely. you know i always get that little ego part of me you know so i'll tell you this it's more make it more like in light but you know like my family is like you know i got my uncle call me he said kimmy i said what's up uncle mike he said you gotta run me through this I, <laughs> how you let them get close to you you know how we roll we don't roll like that and i said i was like y'all get chills like talking about like uncle mike so tired everyone think he came up to me okay (laughs) he threw some at my head and that mf had impeccable aim i don't know how he did it i was like you know when you think about it i'm like was this mf like practicing against a wall did you make a target i mean how it's like car in my head and you just i was like dude you could have put that to better use in some type of sport or something bro no that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) definitely okay are you full you good to like fully healed now everything good to go i know when we sounds like in terms of like keep you distracted last week you were pretty busy with uh, picking out your bridesmaid dress that sounds that sounds like a good distraction yeah there's a lot there's a lot of that right um yeah so um yeah, I went for my CT scan. They don't handle things always the way that you want them to. But they said that normally your bones heal after like six weeks. I've started to get pain here, though, that I didn't have before lately, okay. especially when I fly. But also just randomly, like, I'll just be like, what the heck's going on? Like right on the bone right here where the stitches right. were. Um, but for the most part, I think, you know, my eye, by the grace of God, like 
I can see I don't have pain in my eyes. So that's really good. I just every now and again, get some pain in here and I get pain like right in here. Um, and then, you know, I just think always like the hypersensitivity that I have now, which is, you know, even though I was downtown that day we were supposed to do the, yeah. you know, the, uh, we were supposed to do the, this, um, I, you know, I have like my, I got taser sent me, you know, a taser and a stun gun and I just kept it in my hand. Cause there's a lot of, um, kind of like those unknowns when you're walking down there and you're walking by people that are bamming on the ground or grabbing their hair or saying smart stuff to you and you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not a person that likes to live feel, uh, fearfully, but I'm definitely hypersensitive right now. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to Lancaster, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got you on here for. Definitely. <laughs> it's supposed you know, to be a therapy session, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You like that? So then? No. It was like, when I was five, you know. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us more. Like, where, where, where um, when you got the co- First of all, who uh, contacted you about your induction in the Hall of Fame and where were you? Yeah, I can't tell you where I was. I'm always all over the place, but um, it was Jerry Johnson that contacted me. Jerry, he's the homie. I love him and his wife. And he was uh, he was like, hey, you know, Doug Craft wants to get in touch with you. They're, you know, considering you for it. It wasn't guaranteed yet. And then um and I was like, oh, yeah, that would be great. He's like, can I give me your information? I'm like, yep. And then Doug contacted me. And, you know, he just wanted to make sure I'd be able to come out for it. And um, I thought it was, like, really, really cool. I was like, wow. But, I, you know, I, for me, like, I don't, like, when they say you're just a candidate, I don't, like, get overexcited. I'm just like, all right, I'll cross <laughs> the happy bridge once I get to the happy bridge. And it needs to be crossed. Never get too low, never get too high, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you were definitely well-deserving so that's outstanding and congrats on that um i gotta ask i know you've been out in, you've been out in la for a little bit do you still keep in contact with people in lancaster and constable valley at all yeah actually i had some friends that came out here um some of them i wish we would stay closer but you know people have families and everything everyone's lives are different every now and then we stay in touch but then i also had some friends from high school come out here and you know we got together in marina del rey and had a blast and you know wow. so I try to keep in contact with some as much as I can. Um, you know, there's my friend like Naquan, who's friends with Brandon, mm-hmm. um, you know, love him. Like he's like a brother to me. So um, it's really nice to, you know, be able to have that. Unfortunately, my father moved. So only uh, we moved him down. He sold his house and moved him down to Nashville. And so only my mom is in Lancaster now. And um, my sister lives up in McCungie with my nieces. Okay. So, right. Yeah. Do you still keep up with CV and the standings or anything at all by chance being across no, the country? I don't even keep up with USA or, <laughs> or, or Arizona, you know, well, there goes my next I question, just, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you dive into uh, like volleyball? Like how was that your sport of choice coming from Conestoga Valley? Um, I think what happened is, is that, you know, I had, I always tell people that this girl, Katie Rank, who I loved, I used to play basketball with, she was like, Kim, you should play volleyball. And I was like, volleyball. I was like, that's a picnic sport. I just didn't have any exposure to it ever. You know, I was just like, that's like a fun thing that people play. Like I never, you know, I was still a kid that went outside as soon as I got my homework done. And my mom was like, you can go outside. I was out. I wasn't on TV that much. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I tried out. And I was like really Bambi-like. I was not that good. And 
all of a sudden I was like, I made the team. And then I had to choose between that and cheerleading. So, I mean, I think I made the best choice here because I, my goal yeah, I think was, you did like, all right. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to be a fall cheerleader for football. And then I was going to play basketball in the winter, which is like, you know, that's unheard of. Right. But I was like, <laughs> I don't care. My, my rules are like, I like to say F your box. Cause I'm, you know, I don't like people putting us in box. I think you should do whatever you want to do. You know, everyone else thinks, oh, you're here. So you should only do that. Or you're here. You should only do that. It's like, you know, let's brighten that myopia, you know? Um, <laughs> so I started and my coach Al was really great. Um, Al, like he just saw something else in me. He loves sports. He loves volleyball. And then he got me in touch with the club team in Bryn Mawr, uh, Synergy. And then, you know, it just kept going from there. And then they were like, Al and Synergy were like, you need to like try out for USA's high performance camp. I'm like, huh, what's that? All right, I'll go. Trying out, make that. And then you just kind of get in that USA system and you're just training every year. So that's how I got into it. But, you know, my dad was not about that life. He was not coming <laughs> to those games at the beginning. He was like, you need to get a little more meat on your bones and you're going to play basketball in Tennessee. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's normally what people do. Like with, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I thought I was gonna play basketball but then you know I was really disappointed when um our coach from CV uh wasn't he like left CV and you know I was disappointed in that just thought it wasn't the same and then people just weren't um they're like I loved how Al my volleyball coach was like yes basketball compliments volleyball you know volleyball compliments basketball but it's not always the other way around and so like people wanted you to choose one thing and I wasn't ready to choose one thing, you know? And um, so I just decided like at one point I was like, oh, my coach that I really liked is gone. And um, I didn't dislike the next coach. I just felt like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't have, and I wanted to try something different. And volleyball is a totally different challenge for me because I was brand new to it. So it was fun trying something different and keep learning. That's a, uh... Great point too. Is that you're right, Kim? As a kid, you should not be like forced. Oh, you know, you know, she's she or he is good at, at a certain sport. They should just play that. I mean, you, you, I mean, you, what you're saying is no kid should be subject to that. They should do what you know. What was the phrase you just said? No s in the box, or uh, yeah, probably have that F wrong. Your box. F your box. There you go. There you go. I was way off with box. yes, but anyways, S can stand for get your box. <laughs> <laughs> That's really well said because we, you know, we have certain coaches still around the league that subject their kids to one sport or they make them feel guilty for going out to another sport. And we just, you know, we want to preach multiple sports for kids and, and we think it makes a difference. So that's really well said. I, I personally think so. And I've seen it and it's not just the coaches, it's the parents. Everyone wants their kid to be that 1%. I, I mean, nowadays everything's shifted, right? You're getting paid earlier now. I mean, that wasn't happening with me. So I, I understand why these parents want to, but I do think that like, let your kid explore and they all could like, when you get to college, it's business. It's not like the same high school fun that you used to have. It becomes business in college. And that was before we were getting, like people were getting paid in college. Right. So like, it's the time for you to like, let your kid explore. You want to play softball, play softball. You want to play, you know, like it's don't live your dreams through your kid and then you burn them out. I've seen so many girls burn out. I know I started playing volleyball in ninth grade, which is super late and it kind of gave me a disadvantage. But then in a way it didn't because some girls were burning out in college. And then I passed all those girls that were talking crap about me. So, <laughs> oh, you, you passed know? more of them. You are a four time 
was that all Pac-12 or Pac-12? Pack whatever it was back then, or I don't even know, honestly. I, <laughs> I think we're still packed. I gotta look those things up. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. well, it, now, it was packed 10 back then. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was. It was. I was just making fun of your old conference more than that. Now, yeah. now you've probably talked about this before. What so coming from Conestoga Valley, what made you choose Arizona? What was um, those behind you know, that, I guess. To be honest, it just kind of like like I already knew I was going to UCLA. Like everyone was trying to figure it out. I love, for instance, I love Penn, I like Russ Rose, but I didn't want to be in Happy Valley, right? Okay. Um, and I always wanted to get back to California. And when I was, I was just like, I want to be a UCLA Bruin. I just didn't know why I wanted to be a UCLA Bruin, a Bruin. So in the end, but I was looking at like what? Penn State, Stanford, Arizona, Florida, I never really gave a full chance to. And when it came down to, like when I went to USC and all these other places, you know, like Arizona, when I went there, they were like, you're not going to play like your first year here. And I was like, well, at least they're keeping it real. I got some of these other schools that were kind of making me like, you could do it and you're going to, you know. And and I just like felt like he was, they were keeping it real. And I loved the assistant coach, Rita. Um, I trained with her at USA. But um I was really just like really disappointed when I went to UCLA on my recruiting trip. I was like, now where the hell am I going to go? This was my plan. <laughs> you know, I went there and I felt like they were trying to make me one dimensional. And I, like I said, F your box, right? They wouldn't put me in the box. They only wanted me to play front row. And then I'm, I'm going like, to steal no. that line. Just so you know, yeah, Kim. Exactly. I'm do it. I know I should have put I should have bought that website already. Um, but uh, I gotta go to GoDaddy right after this. Um, but yeah, so I was like, you know, they wanted me to play only front row, and you know, and they had a phenomenal uh, Chrissy Zarman. She was a phenomenal libero, but it was just like, I I feel like it, it kind of lessened me, and it made me less of an asset that I wanted to be. And when I get bored easily, so I want to play everything. You know, I want to do as long as I'm playing well and being an asset to the team. That's what I want to do. So I was kind of disappointed with that and then and I think it's something that you know a lot of coaches can learn from with me saying this is also you know they had this amazing middle and everyone loved it but it's like we want you to be like her you don't get people <laughs> I understand what you're trying to say you want someone to come in and play that role but don't ever tell someone you want them to be like that person I'm not I would never be her and she was phenomenal you know just say Kim I want you to play a, a large role like that and then thirdly you know, you're sitting there and I saw how they were as a team and you could hear those side comments when I was there and I was so disappointed. So I was like, I really want a team dynamic. Like, you know, and they were like, are we done being a team yet? And I would hear those whispers and I was just so disappointed. I just knew I didn't want to go to UCLA anymore. Wow. And then uh, went on my Arizona wow. trip and I was like, I liked the way the team was. I liked the confidence that some of the girls had. It was like, they were like, I, you know, I kind of try to steal some of their confidence. You know what I mean? And it helped I me. I think you did. Well. You were the Pac-10 freshman of the year. So I think yeah, you did. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you, that, so does, does UCLA know this story at all? I know it's <laughs> no, I actually, later. But <laughs> I, actually, I told, so I'm good friends with um, Nikki, Jade, uh, Nikki Jade, which is Kim Jade's uh, mother. And so a long time ago, her and I were out in Manhattan Beach and she was like, dude, why didn't you go to, and I, and I told her, so I don't know if they know or not, but I loved Andy. I loved Kim, uh, Jade. I love the head, you know, there's the head coach and the assistant coach. Yeah. I love them too. 
it's just that like when I was there, I was just kind of like, man, but I was so upset <laughs> that, I, that I made sure that every time that I, I, I balled out when I played them, like I, we, we beat them. There's not one year that, that was, we played, yeah. they played us and we uh, lost not once. <laughs> you never lost. Wow. Not to UCLA, USC, <laughs> different story. <laughs> it's that 717 yeah. in you right there it took a person yeah yeah <laughs> so what uh, go ahead cj no no i was gonna just follow up with that is so i know you mentioned earlier you don't really keep up much with uh your uh, arizona or conestoga valley are you still like playing pretty active playing i know you, you play with team usa and everything but what's like when's the, what's your most recent action i guess oh no i retired in 2014 um I was going to go out for beach and then just a lot of things in life happened. And I like to be like fully in or not in at all. And okay. so I decided not to pursue that. And so I don't play, but every now and then I'll like go with my friends and train on the beach. Sometimes they need like an extra person, you know? Yeah. I knew um, you retired. I just didn't know if you still had that itch to want to make one last comeback. No, no, I've never <laughs> had the itch. I never had the itch when I wasn't playing for USA anymore. To me, I was like, what am I doing this for? You know, I, I always you. really loved being a part of like that team dynamic um, and being able to have that flag on my chest and playing for something bigger than me. And I always loved that. So I think when I wasn't doing that anymore, I kind of lost a little bit of that zest, you know? Understood. Understood. Yeah. So was that um, always a goal for you to play for team USA? Yeah, I wanted to go to two Olympics, um, but, you know, I did one. And so that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that? I mean, that, that, that's a big deal. Like, how was that whole experience? I was saying that, like, I mean, getting the silver medal was very bittersweet, but we really fought our butts off um, and we weren't expected to medal at all. Right. And I think that, um, unfortunately, like, it's a story of, I think, where something tragic happens and it brings people together. And unfortunately it shouldn't take that for everyone to remind, to remind us of what our goals are and that we all have the same goals, <laughs> but it happened. And, um, and it, we really came together. We were like a very divided team coming into the Olympics. I mean, we were about to get beat by Venezuela one time. It was like a long game. Everybody was like, what is going on? U USA is not. Didn't you come back in that game? Were you going yeah, losing? I don't remember specifically, but I just remember being like, dude, this is, we made that difficult. <laughs> Why are we making it difficult to Venezuela? You know? And so, um, you know, what happened during those Olympics and that tragedy that happened, um, rest of soul. But I, 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 everyone started looking at each other differently. Everyone started paying attention. Everyone came together. It's like nothing else mattered but being like right there. And I think it's just a story of um, sometimes we shouldn't need bad things to happen for us to remind ourselves of why we're here or what we're doing, but sometimes it does happen. And it, you know, unfortunately that's what brought us together, but we fought our asses off and we had some phenomenal veterans on that team that knew how to compete and we, and the best part about being on that team was the fact that like you needed every single player on that team. Everyone played a role. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and we came and, and we fought for it. So I'm not going to say that we lost the gold. I mean, we won the silver, but it was a, 
bitter I like that. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Now, Kim, you talked about earlier your uh, recruiting process, how you were going to go to UCLA, but that all changed. Now, with kids nowadays, what would be your message? Because it's, it's a lot different. I'm not sure how much you know, but with the NIL and the tra- transfer policies, but kids, it's, it seems like the process is way different. It, instead of like those little extra motivations, it seems who's got the biggest uh, bag. I mean, do you have a message for kids this day, nowadays? Ooh. I would say that my first message is for the parents is to be, try your best to be more neutral and supportive and listen and be there for your kids and educate yourselves on it as well. Um, And then I would say my message for the kids is sports isn't always forever. So think about also, you know, like when you're going to different schools, like what's their alumni situation about? Like, do they like support each other? You know, they help people build build those businesses, you know, like um, think about that education and what you wanna do. I know that 18 is such a young and impressionable age to say, hey, I know what I want to do forever. How many people change careers multiple times over? So, but I do say like, right. you know, try to set yourself up, you know, also academically. Now look, if you're a freaking 1% baseball player, I ain't gonna lie, go get that money. Like, you know, <laughs> go get that money, right? Cause you can always use some of that money and go back to school. Like, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, like you don't know when you're gonna get injured, you know, when, <laughs> but like yeah. for the most part, not everybody's 1%. So just remember that, like, you know, that's well said. It's well said. You know, you got me thinking, I see my one buddy on Twitter. He's every time a NFL kicker is missing an extra point or a field goal, he, his message is for the, for the 800th time. If you want your kid to play in the NFL, have him become a kicker, train him for that. You know, so it's a, it's you made one me think thing. of that. You got <laughs> one job. One job. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, but then that mental has got to be right. You know, anyone can be athletically, gifted but if your mind is off it'll it, it doesn't matter it doesn't right. matter you know it's I only going to last so long you know exactly. i think that's what's really important too it's like start investing in that um this sports psychology like psychologists we all need it i don't care how strong you think you are there's always there's so many people that specialize in it now that are so great that it can help you get that extra advantage over people I wish I had done that way earlier, you know? Maybe I would have played better when I played against UFC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's a – I mean, that's a good message, though, too, because, I mean, mean, with sports psychologists, I mean, mental health is a problem in our country as it is, regardless if a student is an athlete or not, too. So I think that's that's another excellent point. Yeah. And having 18-year-olds looking looking to alumni bases is, like, a big deal because these kids don't really look at that type of stuff and – they don't. They want to play and get on the field and and. I didn't. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I didn't. To be honest, I was looking. I was like, all oh, these schools are going to be good regardless. It's like, you know, like, where do I feel the best at? Which coach do I like the most? You know, like, what's the life going to be like there? Um, I felt like all of them had good school. Like, we're good schools. You know, it's just that. Uh, you know, those things that you could look into, you know, when I, I'll tell you, I'll give you this story. It doesn't matter. It's more about like what people think, but <laughs> I was with my girl, Gunna, who, by the way, is at Harvard now, freaking surgeon. I love her. She went to Stanford. She's like my sister for life. And we were going, we played in Czech Republic together and we took a trip over to London and we were in this hotel 
And, you know, these people were wearing Stanford. This couple was wearing Stanford stuff. And she goes, oh, you went to Stanford. And, you know, they're talking. And it's like, oh. And she's like, you must be really smart. And they look at me. They go, what school did you go to? It's Arizona. She goes, the mom goes, it must be really fun. And I was like, whoa. Well, damn. Oh. <laughs> Bitch, I wow. am fun. Okay. But still. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh chills. I could have gone there. They went at your alma mater, Kim. So now out. I just, you know, I just stop in my head of time, right? I'm just like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, but I have no regrets. I loved going to Arizona, even through the ups and the downs that you know that I had there, that we had there. Like, I would never, I wouldn't go back and change that at all definitely yeah now is that is this like back then it was probably i mean i guess still now but was it more of a basketball school like i mean i know they were generally with lute olsen there pretty good in basketball. yeah lute silver yeah. fox you know okay you know he's Coach pretty much olsen. the mayor i don't even know who the mayor of arizona was i feel like it was lute olsen i think <laughs> the governor of arizona i think it was lute olsen <laughs> I, I actually thought actually he was in the Senate. Like I, I he was the man. <laughs> so you were probably in school the same time when they had some some dudes too. Like what, yeah. wasn't Iguodala there when you were there? Andre Iguodala no? was there. Hassan yeah. Adams, Celine Stoudemire, Luke Walton. Um, yeah, it was across the board. So it was really okay. cool because it's always inspiring you know, when you go to a school and you see such rock stars, because whether you play that sport or not, it doesn't matter. It makes you want to go off. It makes you want to like crush it too. So when that. you're surrounded by that, it's even like being in the Olympics, all of a sudden, if you didn't believe you start to believe, cause you're like, holy crap, that's that, you know, you know, the dude from uh, the Czech Republic. Oh my gosh. She's the top guy from Serbia. Oh my gosh. That's a top woman from Brazil. And you're like, I'm supposed to be here. We're out yeah. here competing. You know <laughs> what I mean? We're here and I deserve this because I made it, you know? So yeah. it's beautiful to have that inspiration around you at all times. Very good. Yeah. And you was in the you was in the Olympics in 08. Yeah, dude, it's been a long freaking time. That was yeah. The, the Redeem team just came out. That uh on Netflix about yeah, the documentary. I just watched the USA show. basketball team. Zach, yeah. I didn't watch that yet. I haven't watched it. That was 08, too. So they were over there with you. Oh, is that what it's called? Redeem Team? Yeah, yeah. Because they had come uh, off, like, two really bad runs, like 2004. Um, and the 2004 games, they won the bronze, and it was really embarrassing. So that Redeem Team, you know, as you remember with Kobe and LeBron. Yeah. That, that was a special Olympics. You were, I mean, every Olympics is awesome. Everyone. Michael Phelps. I was at that final yeah. game. I was at the final game for the basketball when they got the gold. Oh, wow. USA men's basketball. That was actually so, a really good game, too. Oh, it was a great game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was funny because I didn't know how the hell I was going to get in. No matter if I was playing, it doesn't matter. So, would, luckily. would just hook you up with a pass? No. No. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm not an Dude, Olympic athlete. I, I don't wish. Know. Yeah, I'm trying to get in L.A. now. I was like, just trying to set this up now ahead of time. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no. No. Uh, so I remember like trying to get over to the game so I can watch that finals, right? I'm like, this is epic. It's Kobe and Dwight and Boozer and like everyone, you know? Yep. And um, and I like take this taxi over there by myself, walking up, like, don't know how I'm gonna get in. I'm just gonna try to flash this badge and look <laughs> like, you know, I made it. And so, <laughs> 
So then there's this awesome, I think he was Italian uh, referee. And he sees me and goes, oh, oh, Kimberly, Valaolo. I'm like, yeah, like, you come with me. Don't worry. We go. We walk in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So I walk in there with him like, yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with the ref, you know. You're with this guy. Sit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting right behind David Beckham. I'm in front of David Beckham. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, just sitting right there watching this game. And it's freaking phenomenal. And so it was really it was really like um, it's special. Actually, I haven't even thought about that. Like, but it's really special. Like oh, yeah, just thinking about that moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, we appreciate you having. Well, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. Number yeah, one. Uh, we're, we're uh, super proud of you. Congratulations! Thank you. And uh, thank you. Uh, oh, you deserve all the credit in the world. And we're your uh, family back home in seven one seven. Can't wait to have you on Wednesday. I am. I'm excited to come to Lancaster, and I'm like, go Lancaster. We're moving on up. You know, you finally <laughs> nominated a black, your first black female. Right, <laughs> yeah, the sports hall of fame. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, I didn't even yes. think about that part. I, oh. I didn't either, but oh. there we go. Doug Crowd yeah. told me Half that in the box yeah. or whatever you said. We out here moving on up, progressing and stuff. So, yeah, uh, okay. yes, 717. F, <laughs> F your box, F, F your, your box. box. Exactly. <laughs> well, Kim, we, you know, congratulations, it's more than well deserved, probably well overdue, but it's been great. You know, you taking the time, we know your schedule and everything. I hope you picked out the right bridesmaids dress. <laughs> We're going to see. You're going to see photos eventually. So I just got <laughs> it back today. So we'll see. All right. Okay. Okay. Great. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll catch up before the ceremony Wednesday. We thank you again, Kim. Awesome. Thanks for having you guys. All right. See you in a couple Bye. of days. See you soon. Bye. All right. Take care. So that was Kim Glass. Uh, she joined us, and that was great. I did not know half those stories, but I kind of wish I would have had her on the podcast a long time ago, but that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's one of the best athletes to come out of Lancaster County. Uh, another one from our era. And Yes, you know, class just, 2002. Yeah, yeah, so it's just, that was special, man, and she deserves everything about getting in the uh, Hall of Fame this year. And, you know, she did it the untraditional way by playing volleyball, and, you know, people probably – so why are you playing volleyball? Well, that's why, because, you know, she dominated it. I think, too, you know, she's a great message. So she played at CV and ended up at Arizona for Team USA. She's one of the best, like you said, too. But a lot of times, not, not every sport, but, like, like we're having this problem with, with basketball and, and soccer, too, where, you know, quote-unquote best players are leave, leaving to go to, like, these private schools for whatever reason, I mean, not to say private schools, but just leaving the county of Lancaster to go play elsewhere. Um, but Kim is a great message. You know, she's pl playing volleyball. It was kind of by accident if you heard her whole story. And she was there for four years and ended up being one of the biggest recruits, one of the best athletes to come out of Lancaster and the state of Pennsylvania. Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. It's an awesome story, awesome message. Awesome. So that is all of them, buddy. I think we got everybody – that we're going to meet with on Wednesday. We want to thank everybody once again. Special thanks to Kim Glass for joining us. Um, but that wraps up another uh, edition of Around the 717. Uh, check us out Wednesday, October 12th. Uh, Brandon Way and myself will be attending for 717 for the Lancaster County Hall of Fame. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. If you didn't get your tickets, make sure you uh, 
get on the website and and uh, try to grab some. This should be a great time, great night. Like a lot of great athletes and coaches and people that did great things in the room. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a great event. We're looking forward to it. So we'll, if we don't, if you don't check us out before that, we'll see you then. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. But thanks again, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you.